0: It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Today, I've got a great episode for you all. Carly from the To Be Influenced podcast is here, and we talk about all of Bachelor Nation news. We are really hurting this summer without Bachelor in Paradise and kind of have been going through withdrawals, and Bachelor, greatest of all time, is, like, is just not cutting it. So we did a really big roundup of all of the recent stories. After we recorded, uh, news broke that Claire Crawley's season of The Bachelorette has started filming in a resort in Southern California. So it's going to be really exciting that we get this, but it's going to be really weird without the world travel. That's like one of my favorite aspects about the show, getting to explore a new country. And I think it'll be so weird without The Bachelor Mansion because that's almost like a character on the show. Like it's a staple. But I think that the show will give us a little bit of Bachelor and Paradise vibes, which is actually probably for me one of the better spinoffs of The Bachelor. It just seems a lot more natural about how people like actually start dating, just kind of like hanging out and maybe because they won't have all the flashy dates that like it'll be a more realistic type of relationship than what has come out of the show as of late. We will see. I don't know if y'all know this, but I studied psychology. <laughs> it seems like a lifetime ago. But one of the things, like a theory in social psychology um, for people developing crushes or feeling like they love somebody is to uh, put them in a scary situation it was tested out on a bridge this theory in this specific experiment that I'm thinking about where people would feel more feelings of excitement and lust and like having a crush on a person that they met if they were over a very tall bridge versus if they were meeting somebody just uh, on a normal street. And this theory really applies to The Bachelor. We see them on, you know, helicopters and cliffs and skydiving and all of that shit that really um, pumps up the adrenaline and makes you feel like you're in love. That's also a hot tip if you are moving out of the quarantine phase in your city and you're meeting someone for a date, take them to a scary movie or or on a hike with a little bit of a a, a bridge situation and uh, watch them fall in love with you. But there are 30 contestants. They're all quarantining. And I'm stoked for Claire because she really deserves this. And I was a little bit nervous that they weren't going to get to her season. So I can't wait to give her all the love and attention come this fall. Anyways, I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Here's my conversation with Carly. I'm here today with a very special guest. I have Carly from the To Be Influenced podcast. How are you?
1: I am great. I, um, this is my first time being on a podcast as a guest. So I'm pretty excited. I haven't had this like experience before. So it'll be cool to be like in the other side of the chair, I guess.
0: <laughs> I love that. What is your podcast about? So my podcast
1: is fairly new, but it is called To Be Influenced. And I kind of came up with the idea just based on the fact that I am like a total subscriber to like anything that anyone like promotes or puts out there like all social media influencers like I am so interested in like the lifestyle and the people that are like doing that and I just I've just always loved it for such a long time and so there was a time in my life where I wanted to be an influencer and that didn't really like (laughs) go so well so I was like maybe I could just interview them sorry and I I don't know that's just kind of like the basis of it but I've been interviewing different influencers, like TikTok stars, Instagram influencers, YouTubers, just kind of seeing what their experience has been like as, a, like as someone who makes an impact on people in their everyday lives. And I think it's just really interesting because there's a lot more that goes into it than you would like ever even imagine. And having to like have that much pressure on your own like social media and your daily life is it's it's like totally crazy so I've just been really enjoying interviewing everyone and yeah that's kind of (laughs) it
0: that's super cool I think you're totally right like social media is like all about making quick assumptions about like what people are up to or like yeah. you're. I'm sure there's so much more. It's just very like low hanging fruit for people to make judgments and comments and stuff. So I, I totally get that. Yeah. There'd be like this extreme pressure and just people that have yeah made assumptions about you before you've even got to know them. So like I've been interested in celebrities since I was a kid. Like I remember going to the lake with my family and my mom would pick up like gas station, like people magazines, like on the way out. Um, but like influencers are just like a whole new different type of celebrities, but you're totally right. They have maybe even more influence than like kind of the, some A-listers because there's such a, a connection with them in their like personal lives. You, you see them doing everything. So No. And I always said, like I, like,
1: I tried to have a YouTube channel and it Like I made a video about sorority recruitment and the next year There was I was in like a party for one of the recruitment parties and it, like multiple girls came up to me And were like, oh my god, I watched your video and now I want to be in this sorority and I was like All right. Well, i'm just like a normal person So like the fact that you were influenced by me is so crazy and that like also gave me like the aha moment of Oh, well the people that i'm like obsessed with they're also normal people, too So I think it's
0: cool to be able to hear everyone's stories about being an influencer because everyone's is different. So you went the different route from YouTube to podcasting. But like, is that still kind of like end game? Because for me, like, I still think of like podcasters being influencers. In like
1: a dream world, I would love to like have that lifestyle. I think it is so interesting. And like, I don't know, it's just always been such a fascination to me that I think if there were an opportunity for me to go that route, I would definitely take it. But I mean, it's still like, it's not on the horizon anytime soon for me. So I'm, I'm just enjoying podcasting. Like my boyfriend always says, he's like, don't look at the numbers of like your listeners. Like you like doing the podcast. So keep
0: doing it. Like it doesn't matter. The rest will come. I love that. That's so sweet. I do get that, that like, not that I thought like starting a podcast would be like instant fame and celebrity and um, an influencer lifestyle. But I totally get that I probably did make the assumption that it was like easy or it's like, oh, like you have a skill or like you're funny or you relate to people or whatever. You are primed to be an influencer, but I'm sure as you've found out, like it, it really is not that case. Like it's probably a mix of a lot of things. Getting that like luck it really is luck. Like there's like, you can
1: work as hard as you want to become an influencer, but like unless the algorithm is in your favor, like it is so hard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like my listeners would know. I always like, I feel like this is a reoccurring um, topic on my guest of just like, yeah, totally struggling with exactly what you're talking about. So, but you're right. If you're enjoying what you're doing, then that's, that truly is like the most important thing. Starting this podcast
1: was like a total during quarantine boredom thing. Like I'd been something I'd been interested in doing for a while, but like, oh, there was never the time, or like I was so nervous about doing
0: it. And then I had literally ample time, so I was like, why would I not do this at this point? I've definitely become a lot more regular during quarantine with posting. It's it's yeah. so much easier to to balance. Uh, so today we're gonna talk about a bunch of bachelor news. I. I frequently talk about Bachelor um, Nation on this podcast, but since we're in a little bit of a lull and we're going through Bachelor in Paradise <laughs> withdrawals, we um, we wanted to just hit on some of the kind of recent news stories that have been coming out of that world. Carly, when did you get into The Bachelor? I have like two answers to this. My, I think I watched
1: like the last – Four episodes of Andy Dorfman's season. And I have no idea why, because it's not like my mom was into it. It's not like any of my friends were into it. I was like relatively on the younger side. So I don't know what the draw was. But then I don't even know who came after her, but I started like actually watching Ben's season. Like for whatever reason, I was interested in watching Ben's season. I honestly think it's because a YouTuber I watched like was really into The Bachelor. So it's like, oh, I'll give it a try. And now I'm like, like it's problematic how addicted to it I am. Like I know everything about all the contestants. It's so funny. Like All my friends are like, you're such a fangirl." It's like crazy.
0: Yeah, I feel that. I like kind of fell off the wagon a little bit in recent seasons, but like, yeah, I am like right back on it. So I'm glad that we can chat about it today. Well, I feel like most of the bachelors have been pretty like tough. Like uh, Colton was good.
1: And I liked Nick's girls, but I hated Nick. I hated Ari. I hated Peter.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I hate Ari and Peter. I'm, like, really – I'm – like, with Nick, I am so wishy-washy. Like, sometimes I love him, and then sometimes I'll, like, listen to a bit of his podcast and be like, you're so (laughs) condescending, and you're, like, the devil advocate, like, person, which is, like, annoying. And, yeah, I, like, really – Go back and forth on him, but yeah, Ari was like such a bore, and Peter, I just like hate. I really thought I would like him.
1: I so a little fun fact about me: I'm obsessed with Hannah Brown. Like she's like my probably my favorite bachelorette. I dressed up for her for Halloween, which was like so funny. But um I totally thought I was gonna like Peter for his own season, and then he just was an absolute disappointment in my opinion. Like his w- his women were all so young. It almost became, like, one of those MTV dating shows. Like, those you watch for, like, pure drama entertainment. Like, I still have a little bit of hope in The Bachelor that, like, it's kind of real.
0: So I was so disappointed. I know. I, like, I've given up that it's real, but I think that I still believe that relationships can come out of the fake show. So, like, I don't, like... I think it's just, like, I've looked at the cast and then the lead, and I'm, like, none of these make sense. Or there's, like, three viable options. So it's obviously so heavily produced, and I think, like, the the curtain has been really pulled back on that. So, but, yeah, I still think real relationships can come from that, like, fucked up, like, people bond, like, especially people bond over, like, shared experiences.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I literally can't, I always say like I would love to be cast on that show just to like see what it's like on the other side but at the same time like I can't even imagine putting myself into that household and like vying for one person out of like 30 women like I feel like I would just become better friends with the girls than I would like be interested in the guy
0: yeah that's like the subplot that I like actually live for is when it's just like the female friendships that I'm watching um Yeah. That's like um, honestly the best part. (laughs) Are you excited for Claire's season? That seems like it's like the next bachelor, new bachelor thing we're going to get. Yeah. So I was definitely
1: on the bandwagon for getting an older um, lead and just an older cast in general. Like after Peter's season, I was like, I do not want to see anyone under 25 ever again on this show. Like it was so frustrating to watch every girl on there act like they were interested in finding some sort of relationship when you all you knew that that was just not what they were invested in at all and it was so annoying so i was really happy to see them pick someone older but i did watch winter games and the wishy-washiness of claire crawley on that like made me frustrated that that was the option that they went with like she seems great she seems like a boss ass bitch like I think I'm going to like her, but right now I'm just, I need to be convinced.
0: Winter Games was definitely not her strongest season. Like, I, and honestly, the way that they even painted her in Juan Pablo's season, because I think that they were trying to save Juan Pablo's image at that point, I was like kind of off of Claire, but then I loved her in Bachelor in Paradise. Okay. I really like her. I think she's going to make really good TV. And you're totally right. I think that just older people, it's just going to be a lot more realistic. Yeah.
1: I I mean, I, it'll probably start to get back to like the me feeling
0: like it's real again, which I I
1: miss a lot.
0: 100%. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Recently, like this is like so random, um, but I wanted to touch on it because I found it like weirdly interesting. The Bachelorette uh, on Twitter tweeted out a advertisement for Claire's season and it just straight up was like a gray background and some roses. Like they didn't even put her picture in it. And I don't know why that just like really stuck out to me. Cause like, obviously it's quarantine, but I'm like, you probably have 3 million pictures of her because she's been on like fucking a hundred (laughs) seasons. Yeah. Just throw her face on there. Yeah. It was like so weird to me that it was just like It was just gray with text and roses. Yeah, it was very like ambiguous,
1: which I thought was weird. I also think it's because, like, I think they're trying to create hype for around her season because with Matt James becoming the Bachelor, like all eyes went to that. And then having no season right now, except for the greatest of all time episodes, like, I think they're trying to draw some attention back to the Bachelorette, but I don't, I still, I really don't get. Like, the thought process of not, like, blasting
0: her face on everything. They had to have shot all of her, like, promo stuff prior. 100%. Like, it's so weird to me. Like, I was, like, just – or just pick, like, an old one. Like, her, like, kind of greatest hit moments or something. It was just so random. I, I don't know why, but that really stuck with me. But the other thing about that advertisement is that it said that Bachelor is moving to Tuesday night.
1: Yeah, I thought that was weird too. I understand that it's because of Dancing with the Stars, which I'm also a big fan of. Like, I don't know, it was just like such an odd move. I don't think it'll hurt them at all, but it's like such a, I feel like
0: Bachelor Monday is like a, like a catchphrase for them. Literally, that's exactly what I was thinking. It just seems like everyone like gets their Mondays started with The Bachelor. And yeah, that totally makes sense because I guess Dancing with the Stars will happen this fall. Now, usually Bachelor isn't on in the fall. They're usually taping The Bachelor. So you're right, they do have to rejig. But it just seems so weird. And I always feel like ABC's like pride and joy is The Bachelor. So I, I just thought that it would have priority. Also, this might be wrong, but
1: isn't Paradise usually on t- Tuesdays or is that just Monday and Tuesday always? It's Monday and Tuesday. So maybe they just had the slot and the Monday slot
0: filled because not. I feel like sometimes dancing with the stars doesn't happen in the fall. I wouldn't know. But yeah, like usually it's like if there is an extended episode, it's on Monday and Tuesday. So I... Yeah, I just thought that that was so weird because it seems like it's the their, like, moneymaker. Yeah. That, like, Bachelor Mondays was, like, a a thing. Also, speaking of the extended episode, are you, like, so tired of that? I want everything to be wrapped up in one night, please. Thank you. Like, this is the thing. I'm, like, you can't think that I'm, like, that dumb enough to, like, spend, like, six hours a week, like, watching yeah. The Bachelor. Then I do watch it. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: it literally is. It's it's like sometimes actually five hours. Like that's crazy.
0: I know. Like if you think about like after you get off work, how many hours you have to yourself per per day, per week, like, and then it's like, oh great, that's a tenth of that goes to the bachelor. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm still in school. So
1: when I'm like I'm doing my classes all day and then it's like, oh, I have homework, but then it's like, oh, I'll just push it till Tuesday because Monday's the bachelor. And then I Get to Tuesday and I realize that I have another episode of The Bachelor. So then I push it to Wednesday, and then it's like, it's like this is absolutely dr- like driving a wedge into my week.
0: Oh, for sure, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I like, I always feel like I want a podcast about it, but I'm like, by the time I like recovered from watching, I'm like, I can't dedicate more hours to this. Oh God, it's like it's like a misery that I like choose to put myself through. One hundred percent. And every season, I say I'm out, and then. They, they keep me back. Like. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you mentioned before bachelor greatest of all time. Are you keeping up with that? So I have been like attempting to,
1: which basically means I've just been recording it and saving it for a day that I can just sit down and watch it. There's only a few seasons that I wanted to watch. Like I wanted to see Caitlyn Bristow's, which I, cause I'd never watched hers and also didn't realize that she had like so many iconic bachelor guys on that season, which, so I'm like, dying to see that. I also wanted to rewatch Ben's season because I really did like a lot of his girls as well. But like, other than that, I don't care.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I love Caitlyn's season. It's definitely like top three for me. But you're totally right. So many like classic, I don't know, tried and true guys have come. Like the ones that are like the Bachelor, like yeah, as are all from her season. Yeah, they're always coming back around. It's like
1: Jared and Ben, and who else? Nick, um, whoever the one she married was, Sean, or got engaged to.
0: Yeah, Sean and Tanner. Yeah, yes, yes. I haven't watched, but I think it's just because it's all seasons that I've watched, so I don't need the recap. Yeah. During the episodes, we've been checking in with different people, and there's been some interesting things that have come from that. One of them, Caitlin, seen with the stars.
1: I Because I didn't watch her season, like I don't know a ton about her except for her like recently coming out with a country song, which was a little bit like odd, but maybe it wasn't. I just don't really know her that well, but I'm excited. I loved Hannah so much on Dancing with the Stars. Like I was so happy to have her because I was so upset when her season ended. I think she'll be entertaining. I think she's going to have a hard time like getting out of her like sarcastic, like plays things off type of personality because I watch it a lot I feel like that happens to a lot of people and you feel so bad because you know they can do it but also it seems like she has been wanting to be on it for a very long time yeah so maybe she will take it seriously I don't know or like put a really like good effort in
0: yeah she's a dancer like she's a before she got on the show she was a dance teacher and like okay then yes yeah, she's fine she's gonna like kill it yeah I do agree though like she is often really sarcastic and like, I I do think there is an element of the show where you, like, have to be vulnerable and, like, when you're, like, choosing those, like, emotional, like, pieces. Like, I I do agree that, like, she does kind of have, like, a... while up in that sense but basically her whole like post-season all of the bachelor leads especially were being asked to come on Dancing with the Stars when she came off of hers she was like this makes total sense because I dance and like I would love to have this opportunity but basically they just said like she couldn't it was like part of her like contract or something that's so odd it's so weird so she's kind of had this like back and forth feud with abc about dancing with the stars and she was even kind of like blacklisted from the show there's always like the people that come back to give advice and stuff like that like i don't think she was often like included because she would like openly tell like in interviews and like on twitter like they basically said no and i think it's like a double standard so it was like actually really nice like i actually was quite excited that she got this opportunity and like i'm not usually like super like emotional about these types of things
1: yeah i i feel like one of hannah brown's biggest issues on the show was that she like obviously knew how to perform like she's a pageant girl like she gets how to give stage presence but she wasn't able to like be vulnerable and they would like give her so much shit for it and so i if anything i think that's where caitlin will struggle But I do think that if she was a dancer, then she's going to be totally fine. She'll she like very well could win it then.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people that have like a little bit of background in like musical theater or dance like are the ones that like always succeed.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. The things I would do to be cast on that show also because I can't dance and I think that it would really improve me as a dancer.
0: (laughs) Yeah, literally. I, I feel that. Um, Another thing that happened on Bachelor Greatest of All Time was Kaylin and Dean were interviewed and they said that they like had promise rings and were basically married without like a legal ceremony. What were your thoughts on that? So I think Dean's a little bit
1: of a weirdo for that. Like, I don't know why he, like, obviously you have to know that Kaylin is just like agreeing to that. Thing because that's, like, what Dean wants. Like, she would a thousand – She was a pageant queen also. Like, you know she wants to put on a wedding dress. You know she wants to have a full-ass wedding. But, like, I think he's so weird for that. But at the same time, I think they're so cute. So I'm just happy that they're, like, committing to it.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I, like, don't want to make that assumption. But, like, even just the way that her, like, looks and wardrobe and stuff have changed since dating Dean – Yeah. Oh wild. Like even during her interview for this TV show, she was like very light makeup, if any very natural hair, just like in like a sweater where like before it was like full tan veneers, long hair, like the works. Right. So I just, I don't know. It's, it's such a transformation and it just seems like such a left turn that I'm like, yeah, not expected at all. Like I was really like,
1: I'm a big fan of, like, watching them on Instagram, like, watching everything they're doing, just because I really was rooting for them throughout Paradise, but it really is funny, like, her being a rock climber now, like, it is wild to see the change that she has made versus her on Colton season.
0: I know, and I just want to know, like, was this your kind of more natural state, but, like, maybe, like, her parents or her family wanted her to do pageants or, like, is, did she really change for this guy because he's, like, so cute and, like, funny and stuff like that? Like, I just want to know, like, what is up? And
1: she also – I mean, she very well could just be, like, evolving and is like, I don't want to live that lifestyle anymore. I'm not in pageants anymore. Like, I'm – I just want to be normal, I guess. But I don't know. It's just all – it's just very, like, funny to watch. Like, you – I would have never guessed at the night one of Colton season that she would have ended up like being a rock climber like spent like nights in a van like with
0: a with a dean basically you just didn't picture that for her completely yeah yeah you're right like I guess I'm always like how could people do that but I guess it's like well if you meet someone and they're showing you that they value different things like you could just change your opinion like totally fine but for some reason I just think like but like where are dean's changes It's so weird. Even he, I think, has um, taken kind of more of like a hippie granola turn as well. If you look at him from his first season wearing like a polo shirt and then like now with his long hair and like he usually has like a mustache and stuff. So, I definitely like prefer like Crunchy Dean over like
1: Preppy Dean. But at the same time, it's just – I don't know. Again, just not expected. On Rachel Lindsay's season – if he had shown up the way he looks now and the way he acts now, like, I think he would have gone home on night one.
0: 100%. I don't even know if he would go on the show. Like, Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Like, I'm like, even just you two, like, on the show and then becoming the types of people that you are is, like, so wild. Yeah, literally.
1: Anything else from Bachelor Greatest of All Time? So, I have no idea, but I'm curious to see if they go back any farther because I feel like like, Sean Lowe, Juan Pablo, like, everyone around that time period is, like, still kind of new. And I would love
0: to see what the show looked like early in the seasons. You're right. There's kind of, like, almost old school and then new school bachelor people. And, like, Sean, I would say, is, like, new school. Like, he's still recent. Like, yeah, I really wish they would go way further back because to see just how the show has evolved, like, I think, like, there's so many things of It'd be cool to see, like, if fantasy suites were, like, such a key part. Like, hometowns, like, was it still called hometowns? Like, even though I watched them, I was so little that I, like, can't remember the details. But, like, it would be cool to see how the show has evolved, not evolved.
1: Yeah. And also, just to see, like, the – you have to, like, believe that the people on the first few seasons were, like, genuinely there, quote-unquote, for the right reasons. But, like, I would just be so curious to see what that was like because – like, first of all, young Chris Harrison would just be hilarious for me to see. But
0: I don't know, I would just love to have some like real throwback seasons. A lot of things are classic. I think to Ben Flanick season, he was like really old school. There was like the classic villain, her name was Courtney, and she was like a model and everyone hated her. And she won and like there are still like those kind of classic tropes. That's also funny that they had that like full format before. Cause like, don't you think that people get tired? Like how do they maintain this long and not maintain like thrive? I know. Cause they're doing better than like they ever have. I truly believe the formula of bringing back old contestants, like hooks people in because you feel like you know them or you're rooting for them or you hate them or whatever. Like there's already a built in story. But I think the other thing that I've noticed is that I think a lot of the previous seasons w- were more natural. Like I-, I would say that they do seem overproduced nowadays. And that's probably because there's the expectations for them to do well, but also because the contestants know better. They're not, they're not going to
1: act out because they know
0: exactly how the show is going to portray them so quickly. 100%. But like in the old days, people like didn't realize that they were like being kind of like tricked. And, and now people, there's books and articles and like everything on like the production of The Bachelor. So if you wanted to know, you could find out that information. So I think that they have to stage a lot more. Remember on Peter's season the uh, champagne bottle yeah like that like those types of things that yeah just wouldn't wouldn't have happened in the older season like well they
1: also make it such a big like things like that could have been like easily like a funny little part of the one episode could have been the blooper of the end of the episode but they make it such a big deal they have like seven different like side conversations with girls about it like it's it is so, it's almost such a reach at this point for some of the drama that they try to like incorporate into each episode. Like, I don't, I, there was one episode this season, it was after the one on the two on one. It was like the first normal, not that chaotic episode. And I was like, wow, like maybe I'm back bought into Peter's season. Maybe it's all normal ahead. And then it wasn't, but it was like so refreshing to just have like an episode where they go on dates and they like express their feelings and then everyone hangs out in the house otherwise. Like I'm
0: so sick of the drama sometimes. Yeah, and I think that's what the older seasons truly were. And I kind of do hope they get back to that, like where it was a lot of just, yeah, seeing the conversations and stuff where it seems like that part is almost like slimmed down or like secondary to the drama.
1: Yeah. And I feel like aging up the cast will hopefully help with that too. Because like, how old is Claire? She's like 30. She's 36. Yeah. So a 36 year old is not not there to be made fun of nas- on national television. Like for the most part, her contestants are probably just going to go back to their regular jobs after this. They're not going to try to be like FabFitFun sponsors. Like they're going to be normal people. So I hope that that kind of
0: calms the drama. Yeah, I agree. I I am holding out hope because I do truly believe as much as I say that I always come back. Like, I think it does kind of need a refresh and I hope that Claire and and Matt after her will do that for the, the series. And also, this is kind of
1: like changing topics, but like you were saying how, like they always pull you back in with bringing an old contestant back. I was also so surprised that they picked Matt because I know he was cast on Claire's season. And I thought that that was a little weird to begin with. Like, like I know that happened with Tia and Raven before, like, but that just seemed so much more natural and maybe it was because of the quarantine crew and whatever. But I was just so surprised that that was the bachelor that they picked. And I get it. They wanted a person of color because of everything happening. Like it was a, obviously a strategic move for the bachelor and it was a move in the right direction, but like, we can't fully clap for them, whatever. But I think that there were so many great options that they could have picked from past seasons, like nothing against Matt James. I'm very excited for him. I'm happy to have a fresh face, but like Mike Wills, um, there's one other guy that was on Rachel's season. Oh, he was so cute. Diggy. Diggy. Uh, like exactly, there were such like charismatic, like great guys that could have held a season and I don't know why that was not put into action.
0: I'm obsessed with Wills, that is a sound. I literally love him. I love him, like when he was on Bachelorette and then came for- to Bachelor in Paradise and like didn't make it past like a round I think. I know, I was literally shocked, so mad. So mad, I love him, I love him. his clothes, I just like side note. Let's let's talk about Matt James. I completely agree that it seems like a strategic decision. Like, they don't usually announce The Bachelor till way later. Um, They're not going to even start filming for months uh, because we still haven't even filmed Claire's season. And with the Black Lives Matter movement that's happening in the States and all over the world, it did seem like a strategic decision so a few things. I am obsessed with Matt James as well. He's so hot and he's nice and funny and cute. So I'm like thrilled. But you you asked why him and not some of these other great Black men that have been in the Bachelor community for a really long time. And I think that it is fully strategic. Like I've listened to a few podcasts that Rachel Lindsay's done. So these are not just my thoughts. I want to express that I have listened to her as well. But she was saying that Hannah and Tyler are the most popular contestants The Bachelor has ever seen. They both almost have 3 million Instagram followers. And so I think that they thought, how can we get buy-in from like possibly a racist audience? we can pose him as Hannah and Tyler's best friend. And I know that's like fucked up, but like, I think that has validity. No, I agree. And I also don't think that the
1: bachelor can like be judged on having good values. Cause we all know that that's not necessarily the case. Like it's taken this long to have a male uh, lead that isn't white. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, we've had Rachel and like, that's great, but that's one person. <laughs> Even like in paradise, Katie was the first person to like be a main aspect of the couples on Paradise that was a person of color that's crazy too considering how many contestants you have
0: on there and how many of them are all hooking up like yeah well I think that's a great point because so if people want to hear more about a recent campaign that has been started by Bachelor fans um, and people that cover the show for a living. Um, there's a great campaign going on. Uh, it's a petition that you can sign um, that I've signed and I encourage everyone. Me too. That we've signed. You can find them on Twitter and Instagram at at batch diversity. Um, but basically they are calling for more than just a uh, a Bipoc lead. They are asking for more support on staff for people of color, and they're also asking for people to tell their stories from people that they can relate to. Like, that's the other thing that you mentioned is like the stories are always like subplots. It's never the 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 main one, and it's always told from like a white person's perspective so yeah I I hope that in addition to casting Matt James as The Bachelor that they make right on some of these other promises or asks of the show I feel like The Bachelor like really waits
1: for people to beg or for something to happen nationally for them to act on it like Kaylin's, I guess, like reveal of her sexual assault story to Colton was the like promo video for like two or three weeks prior to that episode. And it was all around the Harvey Weinstein allegations and things like that. So, I mean, it was, again, obviously very like intentional with promoting that. But it just, it is very frustrating to want to support a show so much that I just feel like constantly lets me down.
0: You're right. Cause it's like, I'm a feminist. I support black lives matter. Like I believe survivors when they disclose experiences about sexual assault and they fuck up. So I completely agree. It's really hard sometimes to continue to be a fan and continue to support the show.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, I'm tired of hearing the stories of, Oh, well my parents got divorced when I was like 12 and it's just scarred me ever since. Like, okay, I understand that that's probably a t- difficult situation for you to go through, but like, I want more. I want more from contestants. I want them to be more, I want them to have a deeper storyline to themselves. Like, I don't, I don't care that Kayla from Ben's season moved all the time growing up. Like, that's, that's obviously important to her, but like, doesn't affect my opinion on her at all. And I don't want it to become like American Idol where you have to have like a deep story to get cast. But, I want them to be more willing to put people's experiences out
0: there. Obviously everyone like you're right. Experiencing divorce is difficult. It is really hard to, to like get to some, some deeper issue. Especially, especially when it's every one-on-one date has like
1: basically, Oh, I was bullied. Oh, I didn't have friends. Well, that's kind of like the same story. So I don't want to hear repeat stories. And if, they do have repeat stories. Just don't air it. Show me something else.
0: Yeah. I completely agree with that. I also think like a part of that is that they should train their, uh, leads to respond better to shit. Cause like, I don't think Colton, like if I can remember correctly, cause it seems like a long time ago, I don't think he botched Kaylin's disclosure, but like, I think he was just said like, thanks for sharing. And like, Yeah, it was like, well, I appreciate you, like, telling me that. Thanks for opening up. I feel closer to you. But, like, it would be nice to see a real fucking conversation. And I'm sure they cut a lot of that out. But, like, don't. Don't cut it out. I want this –
1: I want I want to feel like the show is real again. I'm tired of seeing, like, a production,
0: like, a stage production. Like, I know that there's a script with that. Like, I want it to feel real. But would be – have more success as couples – and there would be just more of a chance that they fall in love. It would make me believe that you could actually like fall in love that quickly
1: if they like showed conversations that regular normal couples have. Yeah, completely.
0: Anything else we want to talk about with Matt James? I'm very, very excited. I think he's was very charming um, in the quarantine crew that I watched so, so regularly at the beginning of quarantine.
1: Yeah, I was like a big fan. <laughs>
0: I think he's also just like a
1: great human being like with ABC food tours I don't know if you saw the video of him with Dave Portnoy like in one of the like I saw that and I was like he is just the most like adorable human being like I like him walking around with all the kids if anyone who's listening hasn't watched that you should 100% do that because it was like the cutest video ever and it made me so excited to see him like get out there and find love
0: me too I completely agree and he seems like such a good friend of Tyler um and like was really there for him after like his mom passed away and he just seems like a person that has a really good head on his shoulders after seeing his initial like announcement interview I'm like this is gonna be really good like I feel like he gets it he's not like going in blind Like, I feel like we're going to get a great season. Like, with Peter, he just kind of didn't know how to handle, like, group dynamics and maybe the pressure or whatever. And I just feel like Matt will be able to do that. Yeah. I also, if Hannah knew, I'm sure she gave
1: him, like, a ton of advice on what the experience is like. So I do think, I mean, maybe not to act exactly as she did because – There would be literally episodes where she would stare at a wall to try to like relax herself, (laughs) but yeah, he definitely is going to go into it with like the right amount of knowledge. Like I feel like when they pick from old casts, like, you know, too much Yeah, and you think you're going to be different and act differently and everyone's going to love you. Like that was Peter when he would like reward bad behavior every week. And he's like, well, I'm not, I'm tired of the, like the BS, like, I don't want to deal with it. So I'm just going to give her a rose. Well,
0: no, because America's still going to hate you. Like, that's just how the show works. (laughs) Totally, yeah. I feel like he, yeah, knows just enough where he'll still, he won't try to, like, over-control the process, which I think, like, Nick tried to do. Like, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah. Like, Nick, it was, like, his, like, fifth time on the show. Yeah. Being a dead horse with that one. He just knew too much, so he just tried to control it too much, whereas, like, Matt has never been a reality TV contestant as far as I know, so. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, so I'm very, very excited. Same. Two other kind of rumored couples I, um, that we wanted to chat about. Victoria Fuller and Chris Souls. It was rumored that they were dating for the last couple months. And then I think they went Instagram official this past week. What are your thoughts? Because you would have known Victoria. Yeah, and I knew who Chris was
1: mainly because Becca Tilly was on his season. And I really liked her. And she would talk about it a lot on Ben's season. So I kind of had an idea for who he was. And then obviously he's like had some issues in the past. So I've seen his name in the news. First of all, I think she is one of the prettiest people that's ever come out of the show. I think she's absolutely stunning. Like, I don't know what it is, but like, I'm like literally captivated by like the way she looks. But besides that, I think she's crazy. And I think that he has some issues and I just don't see it going well. Like at all. I'm surprised he's not even in jail right now. I totally
0: thought he was. Straight up. I actually should have done some more research before this podcast and Googled what the like verdict was. Yeah. His like, like a manslaughter charge was like so fucking dark. Yeah, Victoria really got a winner. <laughs> Literally, I was like, this makes sense that we have two villains and pe- two people like Victoria. I feel like came off the season and was like I'm gonna be an influencer and I'm sure she still has hundreds of thousands of followers but I think her star kind of faded fast because of her modeling for a White Lives Matter campaign yeah Yeah, she doesn't deserve any platform after that. she couldn't have even tried because they didn't have paradise
1: like even if that hadn't come out, she would have still died out because there was no way to promote herself
0: in the Bachelor Nation like franchise anymore. So it's like, what is the next best thing? It's to date crystals. The only one that you could have snagged. Yeah, literally <laughs> the only option. Even if that was the only option for me, I would have been like, mm, I'll just be single. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, I'll try to do this on my own. I don't – I can't remember where she's from, but I was like, enjoy, like, Iowa or, like, wherever the fuck he lives. Yeah. You yeah, know, the options right there are Iowa or Virginia.
1: So she really isn't winning. No, she's not.
0: <laughs> but you know what? If they're happy, who cares? Just go on being happy somewhere else. Like, I don't want to see it. Completely. Like, I'm happy to note that you're dating and hear about your breakup post in six months. Yeah, I'll look forward to it. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with that. Um, But another rumored couple, Andy Dorfman and Nick Vial were spotted running together like on like Santa Monica Pier or something like that. What are your thoughts? Are you like into this like possible new connection? He already said that they're just friends, which I think is interesting
1: because the way he said it was very defensive. And I think that when everyone was accusing him of dating Kelly, which we all know now is definitely not the case. but He just was like, oh, maybe, like, he didn't really play it off because he knew it wasn't true. But the way he's responding to him and Andy is, like, it's a little fishy in my opinion. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they're, like, trying to potentially work on things. They're both at an age now where it's like, all right, maybe we should settle down.
0: Yeah, that's actually a very good point. And, like, I know that their relationship was really rocky when she was still together with the guy that sucked. Josh. Josh something. Yeah, I tried to I tried to black him out of my
1: entire Which memory. Which is such a shame because when he was on the show, he was so cute and so great. But then all of a sudden it was like, see ya, you're a psychopath. Remember their date? Because that was your first season, right? Yeah, and I only watched the end, so I really only got to see Nick and Josh.
0: So, like, I was like, all right, well, if it's between them, then Josh. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Yeah, I remember he took her on this date where they were, like, playing baseball with, like, some kids and I was like obsessed. I remember that too. Oh, I hate that I do. I remember I was like, oh my God, he picked out, because usually I feel like the bachelors pick out the worst rings mm-hmm. for the girls. And he picked out this like absolute, I can't remember if it was round or oval, but like it was perfect. Or pear was it? I don't know. But it was like, I was like, this is so modern, so cool. This is like the ring of my dreams. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is it. And they just looked so good together. but. Yeah, he's a psycho, so. I actually wouldn't be mad about her getting back together with Nick.
1: I would be stoked. I think they're far enough removed from the actual scenario that, like, obviously there's conversations to be had, but, like, I think that they would just – I think it would make a lot of sense. Like, he obviously made it far for a reason. She obviously had a lot of feelings for him and vice versa. So, I don't know. I think that she's a great human being and I think she's also just, like, a boss-ass bitch. So, I would love to see her with Nick – because I think she would totally put him in this place like all of the time. And he definitely needs someone like that. So yes. I think it would be a good pairing if it is a pairing.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm so on board for this. I I actually just so was into Nick and Andy and Nick and Caitlin. Yeah. He needs a really strong woman. And I just, I loved both of them together. Um like they seemed like viable options like that was really believable to me so I really I actually now that we're talking about this I really hope that it's real (laughs) me too me too yeah he like I know he dates because he like talks about it a little bit on his podcast but it doesn't seem like anything's really stuck and I always kind of thought that he was like hung up on one of those two girls like I really think like
1: yeah it was definitely not Vanessa are you kidding like
0: no not at all right With Andy, he thought, yeah, she was like brainwashed, like, or like not brainwashed, but like just in a unhealthy relationship. And then with Caitlin, I think, I don't know, it just seemed like it was set up by the TV producers for him to have the exact same ending. So like, I don't know, I've just always held out hope for them. Yeah, I mean, I actually really hope that does happen. But also I feel like, Like, why is Bachelor Nation so incestual? Like, logistics-wise, I think, like, they're just always invited to the same types of events, either taping different after shows with Bachelor or, like, they're just kind of all the same level of celebrities so that they would be invited to similar events. But I think it's, like, the main thing is, like, the shared experience. Like, I just... I know the people that I relate to, like it always comes down to shared experiences. I I truly think that's it. I just think it's funny. Like n- now everyone's like, oh, Colton and Maddie might be like talking. Like, what is that? I can't even imagine that. I swear to God, just like low key. Um, because I'm I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, me and a previous guest, Olivia, we like manifested that. <laughs> Like three or four episodes ago. Like we were like, we're going to put this out into the ether. And so if that's actually true, I swear that we You get to call dibs on like claiming that. Yes. And I'm already taking credit because it was fully her. I just jumped on the bandwagon and and the record will show that. (laughs) I mean, it would definitely be interesting, but I do think that even like
1: Colton, like I think he's religious, but I think that she is like a different level
0: yes 100 percent. but like i also think like if he was saving himself for like marriage then like isn't he also on that level (laughs) like yeah but she
1: i'm i read in an interview like when her and peter were trying to work on things which i first of all don't even believe she had said to him that she wasn't comfortable traveling with someone that wasn't her husband like like sleeping in the same hotel room like type of thing like because it was against her religion yeah, that's like that's that. like a different level that I've never even heard of before. And it's not I it's nothing against it. It's just a different level.
0: And like I feel like he slept with Cassie, so mm-hmm. maybe he's isn't the Maybe match. he's moved on from that lifestyle. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Some like kind of time away from his family and stuff. Maybe he kind of just had a a change of heart but I really thought that they would work well together but last thing before we wrap up because I could honestly talk about this for like seven (laughs) that's because it's like weird because it's a dead time for bachelor but there's
1: so much going on with all of them
0: I know but editing me tomorrow will hate myself Colton and Cassie broke up and this past weekend they were seen getting tattoos. Like on their Instagram story, uh, they had a tattoo artist like come to... Like together? Like, yes. Like they were having like a small like get together with friends and family. And the, uh, the tattoo artist came and they both posed. We haven't seen the tattoo, but they both posed getting tattoos. So I don't know if they all got it or just they got something or like maybe it was just like completely unrelated but I'm like blown away by this information right now. I guess the one thing that I'm like kind of okay with it is because it's like maybe there actually like were a couple because I always just kind of seemed like she hated him. Like, Like when
1: she like finally gave in to his like begging of her dating him it was like, all right, this this has like three weeks tops. And then they made it like a year and I was like, whoa,
0: all right, now I actually believe it. And then when they broke up, I was like, well, it's about time. <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, this is good that even though they broke up, like they there is still like some relationship, like it's not – wasn't all fake. But yeah, I cannot wait to see like what the actual like outcome of that is. Yeah, especially because if
1: you were so – public about ending the relationship, you would have to think that you're, you've talked a lot about it. You're like very certain that that's what you want to do because, and maybe they're just friends, but like if you ever got back together or were around each
0: other, like the whole world's going to go nuts. Yeah. 100%. And like I did, I am right now. I'm like freaking out over here. (laughs) I know. And like a bunch of like news outlets, like picked up that story and stuff and like screenshotted their like Instagram stories. So yeah, I really, I really want to know kind of like what's, what's the deal. Anyways, it was so nice to talk all things bachelor with you. If the listeners want to hear more, where can people find you?
1: So I have a podcast. It is called to be influenced. You can find it on anywhere that you listen to podcasts, but I also have a podcast Instagram. It is TBI underscore podcast. And that is where I'm posting like who my guests are and just different things throughout the week, just kind of keeping you guys up to date with what's influencing me.
0: I love it. And you have some great guests. Do you want to talk about like who you last interviewed?
1: Yeah. So my last guest was a, I guess, TikToker m- most predominantly, but his name is Shay Durazzo. He is a dancer. He goes to UCLA. He is actually, um, if you, our listener or watcher of David Dobrik. He was in David Dobrik's vlog with Justin Bieber. He was the guy that turned around and told Justin Bieber that Yummy was a bad song, which is like the greatest story ever. But he's also like very, very popular on social media with dance. He and his sister are both big dancers. He has an Instagram account. And I wanted to have him on because he is a very openly gay influencer and with Pride Month and everything, I just wanted to hear... His experience with that and being so public about it on social media. So if you guys are interested in hearing about his story with that, you definitely should listen to that episode. And also he talks about the David Dobrik thing. So I was like, I have to get that in for my own personal like wondering.
0: I love that. I am obsessed. That's a great, a great get.
1: Yeah, I was super excited to have him and I'm hoping to get some more people soon, including you.
0: Cheers. Yeah, I would love to come on. Awesome. This was really fun.
1: thank you. Now I'm like all revved up. I like want to go watch the greatest of all time episodes that I like recorded.
0: Honestly, after this, I'll probably do like another deep dive. It was fun (laughs) in stories for this episode. And that's all, everyone. Thank you so much again for listening. And thank you, Carly, for coming on the pod. If you enjoyed the episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. Join us on our Facebook group so once Claire's cast reveal happens, we can talk shit about all the men and you can follow along on Twitter and Instagram for more petty content. I hope you are staying safe and healthy out there during these scary times. As always, I'm your host Tori and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.